Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back to the EJ and Jay podcast. Thanks y'all for tuning in. Jay, what's going on, man? We good, man. We've been killing it, bro. We've been, we've been working with these podcast episodes. For real. So, this is, this is done a lot in the last couple of weeks, so that's good, though. Staying busy, like you said. Yep. For this episode, man, I know we have a big movie coming out this week, Thursday night, Friday. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, or Doctor Strange 2 for some people. Uh, this was kind of a, a, a request episode, man. I had a couple of friends of mine from work um, that tuned into the show, and they kind of wanted uh, us to talk about some things regarding the movie leading up to it. You know, what certain characters are up to and Stephen Strange and Wanda. So my thoughts, Jay, was just to get into this and kind of go over Doctor Strange 1 for the people who haven't seen it. Um, also kind of touch on what happened in WandaVision, because I know that's probably going to be really paramount to the discussion in, you know, in the movie and, and what happens with her journey in that movie as well. Then we can kind of just touch on some elements from Doctor Strange and, uh, excuse me, what if, um, what happens with Doctor Strange and what happens with Wanda and that. Then we can kind of touch on just our feelings, Jay, for the movie and what we think is going to happen later on. Okay, cool, cool. So I thought I'd lead it off, Jay, and just kind of give a, a brief synopsis of Doctor Strange 1. You can stop me at any time and let me know if you want to add something to it, but I'll just kind of go over just some of like the main plot points of the movie and like what's going on with that. Right. Okay. All right. So for everyone who hasn't seen Doctor Strange 1, Doctor Strange starts off with a character named Stephen Strange, who is a surgeon. He's one of the best surgeons on the planet. He's pretty good at doing any kind of surgery you need, but he kind of has that Tony Stark complex. Jay, I think you know what I'm talking about as far as arrogance goes and like how he feels about himself he's always put himself number one it's never about his friends family people like that he's always putting himself above everyone else so in the beginning of the movie he's operating on on someone and you can kind of tell and see like just the arrogance and the confidence he has in himself he's always playing music while he's doing his surgeries and whatnot um he ends up saving this patient in the beginning of the movie and he just really has this egotistical uh, feel to him and you can tell like he thinks he's all that basically um, and he tells uh, I guess we could say the main love interest of the movie uh, Christine Palmer uh, who's one of his fellow doctors in the movie kind of had a love interest going on with her um, and they had broken up at the time but pretty much leads into Stephen Strange has a speaking engagement and in that speaking engagement he has to I guess just talk about some of the accomplishments he's had during his career and so while he's getting ready for that, he's talking to her about it. And on the drive over to the speaking engagement, he has a car accident. And during that car accident, he falls off a cliff and pretty much messes up his hands. And, you know, for anyone who knows about surgery and being a surgeon, you need your hands to do surgery. So for him, I think he broke like 11 bones of both of his hands. He tore a lot of ligaments. And so his hands constantly shake. And so his main thing is his whole life revolves around being able to use his hands to do surgery. And without that element of his life, he kind of feels useless because he can't do that anymore. So you know, the beginning of Doctor Strange is about him just basically trying to figure out what can I do to get my hands back? He's paying for all these different surgeries and all these different, uh, you know, foreign medical experiments he can do to try to get his hands back to work. Um, and he ends up kind of going broke, basically trying to figure out and pay for things on all these experimental procedures. 
Uh, and then he ends up finding out about a guy who broke his back and was paralyzed from the waist down. Um, and it was, I forget the actual term or medical term that they use for him, but he wasn't ever supposed to be able to walk again and basically do anything again. And he finds out that this guy is not only walking, but he's playing basketball. He's having doing a whole bunch of physical activities. So he goes and he talks to him. The guy tells him, hey, basically, you know, I had to go talk to these elders up in the mountains, you know, and they kind of put me on a spiritual path to enlightenment and got my body back right. And so Stephen's trying to figure out, like, what does that mean? The guy tells him to go to this place called Karmatosh, which is out, you know, somewhere in, uh, out east. Uh, it's called Karmatosh. And so he goes out to Karmatosh and he's trying to figure out what this place is and, and who he needs to speak to. Gets up there and he runs into, you know, our boy, Jay. Uh, I'll let you try to Jay. pronounce his name. <laughs> Jay, what's up, Andrew Ford? Exactly. Or AKA Carl Mordo. Right, exactly. <laughs> so he runs into Mordo on the streets of Karmatosh and um, he sees Stephen about to get robbed. And so he steps in and helps him out um, and tells him like, hey, I know who you're searching for. You're searching for the ancient one. And so Stephen follows him to get there. Um, and Stephen's trying to figure out like who the ancient one is. And he sees this old Asian guy with these glasses on. He thinks that that person is the ancient one. So he's going up to him, he's talking to him. Turns out it's actually Tilda Swinton's character who is the ancient one. And so uh, turns out to be a woman. And he starts talking to the ancient one about, you know, all the medical procedures he's had in his hands and how the stuff hasn't been working. And she kind of just tells him like, hey, there's, it's, it's not, as hard as you might think, it's just, you know, you have to tap into that spiritual being inside of you to be able to, to, to do that again. And she's showing him all these different pictures and different things of like how to use acupuncture and different things like that. And so he gets really upset because he's like, I've, you know, I've tried all the simple stuff and nothing's working. <clears throat> then she kind of gives him like this out of body experience, um, does like an astral projection thing, kind of like what he did, Jay, to Spider-Man in uh, No Way Home, where he pushed, him, pushed his body out, out of himself. Um, and then she kind of gives him like a little 30 second to a minute <clears throat> fly through of the multiverse in essence. Um, and he's going through all these different universes and seeing all these strange things. And pretty much after that, he's in, he's trying to figure out, okay, I, I gotta, I gotta see what I can do to get to become a part of this. And she declines him originally. And so, uh, after she talks to Mordo, Mordo tells her like, you know, he's the type of guy we might need to fight what's coming. You know what I mean? Uh, because the bad guy in this movie's name is Caecilius, and who's also sort of arrogant, but he believes in uh, utilizing Dormammu and the Dark Dimension to basically, or what he thinks, give everybody, uh, you know, life forever, basically. You know, he thinks that Dormammu can, can give everybody paradise and peace, which is... You would think for someone who runs a dimension called the dark dimension, that wouldn't be the case. But uh, <laughs> uh, so he, his whole goal is to bring everybody to the dark dimension to give them, you know, life ever at life, happily ever after, whatever. So right. Mordo tells the ancient one that, you know, Steven might be a, a good voice to bring in and someone that can learn very quickly. And as the movie progresses, you see Steven actually is very, very quick to learn most of the spells. Um, he learns how to basically read and, and study and do all those different types of things while he's sleeping so he can use his astral projection to study books and do all that while he's sleeping as well so he continues to learn. 
Um, he becomes so advanced that he has to go talk to Wong in the library and Wong has to give him like the advanced books on how to do certain things. Um, and that's when oh, he he's stealing, he's stealing, he's stealing some of them. <laughs> <laughs> very, yeah. true. very true. Stealing the books. Um, mm-hmm. and that's when he comes into the book of, of Cagliostro. Is that, is that his name, Jay? Icilius. Uh, well, what's the, Are you talking book, about... uh, the book's oh, name that he goes book, into? Right? Yeah, yeah, because because yeah, yeah. stole those two pages. I think it's right. uh, Caglio- Cagliostro. Cagliostro. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. So he ends up stealing that book, and that's the main book that you know, kind of Doctor Strange one is centered around is this book helps people tap into the dark dimension to tap into Dormammu, and so he starts utilizing uh, the Eye of Agamotto. And he's kind of just like messing with the spells and seeing what's going on. And so he gets stopped by Wong and Mordo telling him basically like, hey, you need to chill out because these spells in this book, you know, you messing with time can have a negative effect on the time that we're in. It can can completely mess up the universe or the multiverse. Um, And, you know, there's just things that can happen if you start playing around with time. And so he's looking and the main thing he's saying is, well, (laughs) in these in these in these books, why do they tell you all that after they give you the spells? So he's just messing with the spells before he even reads the rest of the book. And so <laughs> after that, he wants to know, okay, well, since I'm here, you know, I've kind of, the main reason I came here was to get my hands back to figure out how to make my hand, stop my hands from shaking. What's the real purpose of me being here? You guys are talking about Dormammu and Dark Dimension and all this. And so that's when they explained to him about the Sorcerer Supreme. Um, they start talking about, uh, just basically what their role is and how the Avengers protect from physical threats, but their order protects the world from, you know, mystical threats. And so, you know, him being basically about trying to get his hands back, he's not here to join a war that he has nothing to do with. So at first he doesn't understand what's going on and he's kind of like, well, you know, I'm not really here for that. But while they're going over all that with him, um, they explain to him what the three sanctums are. So there's three sanctums, one in Hong Kong, uh, one in New York, and one in London. And while they're giving him this information, the one in London gets attacked um, and it leads to the area where they are. And he gets blown into the Sanctum Santorum in New York. And so when he gets there, you know, he's fighting against Caecilius and all that. Um, Caecilius tells him that his leader or the ancient one is a hypocrite because she taps into the dark dimension in order to sustain her own life and give her a long lasting life. Cause I believe Jay and correct me if I'm wrong, but Mordo tells strange in the beginning that nobody knows how old she is in the beginning. Right. That's true. Yeah. So telling him like, you know, I did this basically because she's a hypocrite and I'm trying to get life, you know, life for everybody, you know, uh, you know, a long life for everybody by joining the dark dimension, et cetera, et cetera. And so Stephen kind of figures out like this doesn't make sense. Obviously, you know, from everything that's going on for him reading the books himself that you keep reading, you can see that there's, you know, warnings about why you shouldn't do this, et cetera, et cetera. Um, And so for me, the, the first movie is just basically about Stephen finding himself and figuring out that life does not revolve around him. Um, And as we get to the end of the movie, um, they end up defeating Caecilius and uh, they utilize a time loop because when he goes to fight Dormammu, he has this little 
uh, contraption or device that he does on his arm where he can basically make Dormammu stay in the time loop over and over again. And so even though Steven will continue to get killed in this time loop, it protects the world from being able to be taken over by him. And so after, you know, 10, 20, 30 times of them continue doing the same thing over and over and over again, Dormammu asked for it to be stopped. And that's when Steven's like, well, I'll stop doing this if you decide to leave the world and make sure that nobody else can, you know, nobody else can actually come in and utilize your power to take over the earth. And so he does. Strange saves the day. But at the very end, Mordo decides that he wants nothing to do with this because he figures out the Ancient One is a hypocrite in his eyes. Um, and he basically doesn't want people to utilize magic and be sorcerers. He basically thinks there's too many. So, right, right. Um, I think that's a pretty good rough estimate, Jay. Is there anything else you want to add to that? No, I, I think, yeah, you pretty much killed it. Uh, that's pretty much everything that basically happens. And, um, yeah, it, that's pretty much sets off the events until we get to, you know, past Thor and then Avengers, uh, Infinity War and Endgame. Right, right, right. So, obviously, I'm saying from the first movie, I'm thinking, obviously, we're going to have Doctor Strange and Wong. We'll have Christine Palmer back from seeing her in the, the trailers. Um, and then um, Mordo is back. We don't know the capacity that he'll be in. The, I know he has a new hairdo in the, in, in the, uh, in the trailers. Um, but I'm not sure if we're going to see that version, if it's an alternate universe version, because um, we do hear him mention the Illuminati. So trying to figure out how all that ties in. But uh, right. do you want to do WandaVision, Jay? You want me to, or you want me to do that? I can do WandaVision. Okay. Um, I'm probably not gonna be able to explain it the way you you because uh, I, I haven't watched it recently, <laughs> but, I, but you, you can fill me in. All right. Uh, but yeah, WandaVision uh takes place sometime after the events of Endgame, and as we know, in Endgame, Vision was lost in Infinity War, where he had his uh, Soul Stone taken away from him and was ultimately killed in the process. So, uh, basically, Wanda has been pretty much dealing with the uh. You know her kind of this depression this stress that you know she doesn't have you know her her loved one essentially so uh we find out through the course of several episodes uh in the beginning we don't understand but for some reason some strange reason uh vision is back vision and wanda are together in this uh this certain reality is not really explained to us in the beginning of the episode, first episode, but they they just moved in into this new house. But the way the the, the 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 show is filmed, it's like 1940s, you know, you know, I love Lucy style, and we're not actually explained why, you know, it looks this way, but you can kind of assume that something is going on with their reality. And over the course of several episodes, every episode is different. It becomes some type of new version or new, uh, the next generation of TV. We get like a Malcolm in the Middle type of uh, vibe and so on and so on. Um, but we realize as, the, as towards the end uh, with the introduction of characters like uh, uh, Wanda's brother Pietro, who, who comes in, uh, who uh, for some reason is back alive after he was killed in Ultron, but this version of Pietro is actually the Pietro from the X-Men, uh, the X-Men Fox universe. And somehow he is the the new Quicksilver, <laughs> which trust me, got a lot of fans wondering if this is how they're gonna introduce X-Men into the MCU. 
uh we find out later that wasn't the case um unfortunately but and then we're also introduced to a new character named agatha who's appears to be a, a neighbor of wanda and visions and she seems to be uh you know interested in wanda and vision for some weird reason that we don't find out till later and but we do find out later um with the introduction of uh what's her name um ej this the daughter of uh captain marvel's friend oh monica rambo monica rambo monica rambo right a fellow louisiana character um monica rambo played by tiana paris her uh shield members of shield is along with uh characters john jimmy Wu, who play, who was who's working with who's from ant-man yeah. and uh characters like uh who else what's her name the oh i'm uh, trying to think of the young lady's name uh cat dennings is her name in real life cat dennings yeah. yes cat dennings right yeah so they those characters Darcy. return Darcy's her and name. we realize yeah marcy okay uh, yeah. Darcy. Darcy. so yeah Darcy, Darcy. Okay, cool. Yes, Darcy Lewis. Got it. So we see those characters returning. We realize, and we well, we, it is revealed that apparently Wanda has created this this kind of reality field over this town. She came in uh, after her depression or whatever, and wanted to be with Vision and start this life. So what she basically did was she created this this uh, magical uh, mini dimension, I would say, uh, for lack of better words, where she basically takes over this small town in New Jersey. And basically, kind of kidnaps all of the people in there. <laughs> basically, and they basically, uh, <laughs> yes, and they basically adopt these new lies or whatever. And she she basically creates this new reality where her and Vision are a family, and even to a point where they have kids, um, two kids. Yeah. So Vision slowly in, inside this hex, I think they call it a hex, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, inside the hex vision slowly starts kind of re starts you know realizing that something is not what it seems as some of the characters are actually kind of breaking their role they're they're kind of breaking their uh their hypnosis a little bit and trying to hint at him that you know it's wanda doing this to us yeah and it, it reaches this conclusion where eventually tiana paris makes her way inside the uh hex to try to warn uh, Wanda that you know you're doing this you need to let these people go she gets kicked out and then Agatha at some point Agatha reveals that um, she's been looking for Wanda this whole time to basically take her power mm -hmm. and we are introduced to this concept or this uh, well straight from the, the, the comics of the dark hold which is a, a old uh, book of, of magic of dark magic I would say uh, that my, uh, that Agatha has been using uh, to help her because uh, she she's she's from a age she's like I think they showed us a flashback scene where she was kind of back in the the Salem witch trials or whatever and I guess she was using her magic to kill people or do things or she was learning she was doing bad shit and the, the good witches were trying to restrain her from using the power but she ended up killing them and exorbing their power and stuff like that so we realize that Agatha has this plan to take advantage of this whole hex and, and, and take advantage of what Wanda is going through so she can still uh, steal her power because apparently there's a prophecy that whoever can uh, manage the, the Darkhold, I believe, EJ, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, who can manage the power of the Darkhold is the, becomes the Scarlet Witch. Yeah, basically and, you can create 
she can just create things out of nothing kind of like what she's doing right with this world yeah all right which we later find out that wanda is a nexus being mm-hmm. where she can travel to different dimensions and realities and pretty much change reality as she sees fit which is kind of what she did to a much smaller scale for this uh, uh for this little town in new jersey but the, we find out that Scarlet Witch is actually a title. In the comics, it was very different. It was just her pretty much superhero name. But now it's a title. It's actually an actual title. And after uh, these two, after the characters fight and the kids, her Wanda's kids, try, uh, helps fight in Vision. We find out that Vision, uh, the reason why Vision has returned is because Vision was actually, his body, his broken apart body was stolen by Wanda. And Wanda stole his body from Shield and basically used his remains and created, recreated him essentially. Because um, we have a scene where Vision is actually trying to escape the hex, and his body be, basically becomes it starts falling apart and turning into like the dead version we saw in Endgame. Yep. And uh, and he's that's where he kind of comes to a realization that you know, damn, Wanda's actually doing all this. I'm actually I'm really not back. I'm only back because of Wanda's power. Mm-hmm. And then. We find out that Shield, uh, Monica Rambeau, is like a side story here, but Ron- Monica Rambeau, who's the daughter of uh, 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 Maria Rambeau, who's the Captain of Sword, we find out that after the events of Captain Marvel, that Maria Rambeau, Captain Marvel's best friend, actually took uh, moved up and became the captain uh, or the leader of what is now what is no longer Shield but Sword, and Sword comes into play, but we find out that Maria has sadly had passed away at some point and that Monica had actually perished in the blip, in the blip. Yeah. And when Thanos had uh, did the snap and so all this time had passed. So when she comes back into the world, her mom is already gone and she's kind of trying to get, you know, acclimate herself to this new life now. And uh, we find out that her, her captain that's a part of the shield is basically uh had basically created their own vision of sorts we um we call them white vision yeah and white vision is pretty much uh programmed to basically take out uh wanda and vision so there's this big fight where uh the real vision is fighting white vision and at some point he manages manages to convince the white vision what's going on and they kind of basically uh combine or fuse in a sense ej would you say uh in their battle yeah and they they kind of fuse and become one so this is like the official uh resurrection of vision now and he basically flies off which we didn't understand why he basically flies off he doesn't even go back to help his wife essentially (laughs) well he he does help i think he does help but then he leaves off well i think in that that one particular scene i like when i went back and watched it because i was trying to figure out too like what happened in that part because i it had been so long since i had seen it so basically they're fighting and he tells Wanda's vision that, uh, you know, my goal is to destroy you and destroy Wanda or whatever. And then so Vision tells him back, like, you know, I'm not the real Vision, right? And that's when he kind of like stops for a minute. And he was like, this doesn't agree with my programming because I'm supposed to kill the, the real Vision. And so he tells him about this book or something like that. I forgot exactly what he says, but basically they come to the conclusion that neither one of them are the original Vision that was there before right and so he goes he tells him he was like uh you know you look like vision you have all the characteristics of vision he's like you're only missing one thing he's you're missing the memories the way you felt about wanda and the, and the time that y'all had together 
And so he goes over to him and he's like, can I show you? And so he puts his hand on the little area where the mind stone used to be. And basically like within an instant, one or two seconds, he transfers all the memories that Wanda had of them together, you know, when Pietro died and, you know, him helping her, you know, console her when she was at Avengers Tower, all that kind of stuff. And basically he transmits everything and all the memories that Old Vision has into him. And that's when he, his eyes kind of go from looking all pixelated in that computer death type look to basically human eyes again. And that's when he says, well, I am Vision now. And then he flies off. So, yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, basically, yes. And um, after that happens, Wanda is having this big battle where she, you know, assumes this identity. Uh, well, assumes officially the identity of Scarlet Witch. We get to see um, a more comic accurate uh, uh, costume for her where she's basically, she's literally the Scarlet Witch. Yep. And she basically fends off, uh, fends off uh, Agatha and basically destroys her, if I remember correctly. Uh, but in the process, she loses her two boys um, that she had with Vision and they're gone so it's kind of you know now that vision is gone it kind of leaves this empty space of what's of what's happening but she eventually uh gets rid of the hex and uh everybody of westview um is basically now uh back to normal back to normal and besides some other little small things um aside from tiana Parrish's uh character being told that she needs to be she needs she's being called to the moon, I believe, to go speak with Director Fury. Um, aside from that, we we not, we're not actually sure what happens next for Wanda. Besides, she leaves, and we get an end a end, a end credit scene where she's kind of in some rural area, forest area, in a cabin alone. But when we when we come on to her with the camera, we see her outside, like enjoying this coffee after all of the events. But then the camera goes further into the house, and then we see. Scarlet Witch, uh, Wanda, literally going through the book of uh, the Darkhold, mm -hmm. and we hear the voices of her kids, yeah. and that pretty much leaves us on a cliffhanger. Yeah, yeah. I, I so think her her job isn't yeah, done. Pretty much explained it. Um, yeah, yeah. I think you got it, Jay. Basically, mm -hmm. it ends off with her trying to find a way to get her kids back. Um, and obviously, I think this will set up for Vision to return at some point. Um, right. Now, really quickly, just to hop over, because I know that obviously Doctor Strange 1 and WandaVision are imperative to watch or to know about before you see the new one. But also, there's a couple episodes of What If that I think will tie in or have some type of, uh, you know, meaning towards Doctor Strange 2 in, in some way or some fashion. Um, and the first one is... Uh, Captain Carter is Peggy Carter, correct? Um, that ends up yes. becoming Captain America, and I'm glad that I that I thought about you know going back and watching this one too because we just saw a trailer and in that little 20 second teaser they had they showed her shield which was from What If. So basically, in What If episode, I think it's episode one. In What If episode one, basically it just says What If uh, Steve Rogers didn't become Captain America, and that whole episode just deals with. Peggy Carter stepping up and becoming Captain America when something happens where Steve can't because Hydra attacks the base that they're on and she has to step in really quick and take the serum herself instead of Steve Rogers. 
Um, to keep that one, you know, really quick, because these episodes are only 30 to 40 minutes long. Basically, it's just a flip-flop role where she is doing everything Steve would do. Um, but in this timeline, Steve actually has like the first version or the Mark I version of the Iron Man armor is created by Tony Stark's dad and not Tony Stark. And that armor is created for Steve. And so Steve utilizes the Tesseract as like the power source to power that armor. And him and Peggy go around fighting um, the forces over in Europe. And at the very end, Peggy ends up um, doing what Steve did and kind of like taking the lead and trying to save humanity and trying to save the earth. And she pushes back like this Hydra slash tentacle monster back into another dimension. Um, and that was the last that we see of her. And then at the cliffhanger of that episode, she comes back kind of like what happened with Steve when he was taken from ice. Uh, Director Fury opens a portal and she ends up hopping through and he tells her like it's been 70 years since, you know, we fought the forces over in Europe. And uh, so, yeah, she kind of takes on the whole Captain America role. Um, and that's episode one. But I say she's an important character because she's also in the uh, the ending of What If in the, in the last episode. And as I just said, we just saw a teaser for Doctor Strange 2, and she was also briefly shown with a, a shield, her shield shown um, in one of the trailer episodes. So um, that's important. Right. And then I think probably the most important one, Jay, would be the evil Doctor Strange episode. And what if Doctor Strange lost his heart instead of his hands? And so that just deals with Stephen Strange trying to figure out a way to bring back Christine Palmer because in that universe, she's in the car with him when an accident happens and she dies. Um, and he keeps trying to figure out ways to bring her back by utilizing the eye of Agamotto. Um, and during that process, he is uh, confronted by the Ancient One and she tells him that basically um, Christine Palmer's death is a Nexus event and it's unchangeable because if you change that, you will basically end the universe or in that universe. Uh, and so right. him being so caught up in his grief and not knowing how to deal with losing Christine, he keeps trying to figure out a way to bring her back and do everything he can. And he figures out that he has to consume all these different beings powers uh, in order to get the power to do that. Um, and during the whole process, he kind of becomes evil because he's having to basically consume these creatures or these people. Um, it basically ends with a fight between him and the current Doctor Strange that we know. Uh, and then he consumes that Doctor Strange. And when he brings Christine Palmer back, the world starts to basically like melt and fade away. And so he's left in the middle of nowhere in this like big bubble that he's created to keep himself from dying. Uh, and he's alone because the universe is basically destroyed. So that episode is really paramount because it looks like, correct me if I'm wrong, Jay, but it looks like that is the same Doctor Strange from that is in the movie too. It does look yeah, like him, but uh, just yeah. our version. When And that's what I was about to say too. It just came out actually a day or two ago that Benedict Cumberbatch himself reveals that that Doctor Strange that we saw in What If, the uh, Sinister Strange variant, is not the same one that we are seeing in uh, this film, uh, the new Doctor Strange into the multiverse. So this is a different version of him. And apparently we do have some, got some insider news, but uh, yeah, uh, it's possible that we may not really see any connections to What If. Uh, uh, what if involving 
this movie which is sad well i'll say this and i think you know this as well as anybody they say all that and then, then we go to the movies and that's not what it is so uh mm-hmm. andrew garfield lied to us for a year and told us he wasn't inspired man and he was inspired man. so i say all that to say if you haven't seen what if go watch it because even if it's not the same version of that dr strange and what if um they didn't show us what if for no reason <laughs> so um, right right i think that there are elements in that show that will tie in because it's it's the, what if is about the multiverse and this movie is about the multiverse so um the whole connotation between right. him and the watcher and the different versions of characters and it's funny that they say that because the zombie episode also ties in with what we've seen in certain uh trailers for dr strange with the zombie version of him the zombie version of wanda so i'm just like y'all say that but that's not what we've seen so i'm just right. if everybody who's listening to him say that take it with a grain of salt because we always hear these actors say that this stuff doesn't pertain to this or this person's not in this then we see the movie and it is so i would say just go ahead and take a look at a couple of the episodes but yeah i i, I feel you i know what you're saying Jeff. right right okay okay what else um i think what would be good to talk about would probably be characters that we think we'll see that we've already seen or characters that we've already visited in other movies that might show up in Doctor Strange 2. And then what are some characters there that you think that we haven't seen from, you know, maybe the Fox universe, maybe just characters that Marvel is going to show for the first time, you know, just what kind of characters we think will show up. Yeah. Uh, well, we, we, we officially got to see one of the, the latest TV spots in the introduction of, um, the Illuminati, like you mentioned before, uh, Cal Mardo basically is introducing Doctor Strange to the Illuminati, which if you're not a comic book fan, the Illuminati was basically a group in the comics that consisted of uh, Mr. Fantastic from the Fantastic Four. If you remember those movies, if you don't, not a comic book, but the guy that stretches, uh, Bl- uh, Black Panther, um, uh, Professor Xavier from the X-Men, played by Patrick Stewart which we also know is in the movie um I believe I believe Namor the Submariner Mm -hmm. um the uh, Marvel's version of Aquaman who we will be most likely seeing in uh Black Panther 2 uh uh Wakanda Forever and I'm missing I believe Black Boat Black Boat yes from the Inhumans and if again if you don't know about black boat they marvel did do a tv version of black boat that was complete garbage so don't try to go back and watch it because it makes no sense and it's stupid um and i'm not just saying that it's literally trash Uh, (laughs) and basically those characters of the illuminati basically uh, I think at, at one point too, I think uh, it was Iron Man was also a member, and I believe Captain America was a member as well. Uh, I believe at one point they were all guard. Uh, their responsibilities were to uh, guard the Infinity Stones, actually, mm-hmm. and come together in certain events where involved the Infinity Stones. Um, well, it seems like in this film they are changing the role of the Illuminati, and it appears to be that the Illuminati is actually responsible for uh protecting multi uh multiverse events yeah. that may have 
uh, evil intentions to affect the uh, reality as we yeah. know it. So it seems that that's what they're present for. So, of course, with that being said, who are we going to see in, in Multiverse, but who are we going to see out of the Illuminati? One of the big major characters, EJ, as me and you know, and we have our wish list, but we would love to see a see Mr. Fantastic introduced in, in Marvel. We already know that uh, Marvel is working on uh, a reboot of Fantastic Four. Well, not necessarily a reboot, but an introduction of Marvel's version, the MCU version of Fantastic Four. Um, John Watts, who was the director for the previous Tom Holland Spider-Man films, was going to direct that, but we just found out that he he's no longer directing that, just as yep. a side note. And he's going to focus more on this Spider-Man, Spider-Man's next trilogy. But, um, all the fans want to see a particular actor and John Krasinski, you know him best from The Office. And we will, we wanted to see him play fa uh, Mr. Fantastic. So we're trying to, we're just trying to hope that Dis uh, Disney Marvel don't drop the ball with this and actually cast him. He actually wants to play yep. the role too. Uh, we also want his wife to play Miss, Mrs. Fantastic. Blunt, um, yep. yep. And she has also expressed interest in taking on the role too. But uh, we'd love to see him um, if not John Krasinski, I just want to see Mr. Fantastic in the MCU. So I would, I would be over my over over the hills if we get to see Mr. Fantastic for the first time in the MCU. Um, we know Professor Xavier from the X Men is going to be there. From the teaser, we got to see a little bit of his chair, uh, his yellow, um, his yellow uh, chair, which is actually comic book accurate, which is cool yep, yep. to see. Um, we also get to see a different version of Captain Marvel, which seems to be Maria Rambeau, who we just spoke about about in, in WandaVision, who is the mother of Tiana Paris's character. Uh, Monica Rambeau. Uh, Monica. Monica Rambeau. And it seems that she, in a different universe, has taken on the mantle of Captain Marvel and is using all of her powers. So we know she's there for uh, we know she's there for sure. Um, as for the other characters, I just... I was hoping that we get to see uh, a new Black Panther character or somebody that's possibly a Black Panther. Maybe seeing Shuri or uh, possibly another variant of T'Challa, which I would think that would, would be, be awesome. The especially knowing yeah. the situation. <laughs> right. This would be the perfect time to bring a new T'Challa in. I think, like me and Jay spoke about this before. But we, me and him, don't necessarily agree with the uh, Disney's decision and Marvel's decision on not recasting T'Challa. While we love T'Challa's performance and respect him, and sad for his death, we think the real should the, the role should move on. And his brother has even expressed those yeah. feelings. Um, but uh, we love this would be a perfect opportunity to add in a new Black Panther who's a different variant. It's a perfectly great opportunity, but we'll yeah. see. Uh, other characters besides that um you know there's been rumors about uh, a new iron man because we see like iron man robots kind of escorting dr strange into the illuminati um that would be cool to see another iron man but then again i honestly ej i don't think we're going to see iron man people keep also talking about his time cruise I i'm sorry it. i don't think time cruise yeah, is coming into play. i don't see it <laughs> Yeah, so I don't think Iron Man is going to be a part of Illuminati at all in this yeah. version. Um, as for other characters specifically, I'm not exactly sure. Um, you can see the silhouettes of some characters, and 
but EJ, there was even one character that looked like it was possibly to be Blade. Yeah. 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 Um, but I'm not exactly sure. Uh, what do you think? What do you? I mean, I think you hit the you hit the nail on the head with both with most of the people we, we kind of want to see. You know, I'm really big on just getting X Men over here because X Men's been one of my favorite series in comic book history in general. Right. So I love that we're getting uh, Patrick Stewart, but I, I do think because I don't believe, and you you might know more because I know you got the inside scoop. Just want to let America know Jay has the inside scoop. Um, but I want to see another version of another variant of, of him. Possibly see the one that's going to take over. Now, you know, I would love for it to be. Uh, What's his name? Uh, John, uh, James McAvoy. McAvoy. I would love for James McAvoy to be it. You know, you know how it's famous today for characters to come out and say they're not going to be in a movie, which he already says I'm not in it. But like I said, Andrew, same thing. So mm-hmm. we'll see. But I would love for them to introduce us to the actual um, Professor X who is going to be taking over the X-Men in the MCU. Um, so whether that's James McAvoy or someone new, an unknown actor, um, Marvel's been pretty good so far at hiring people who are new actors in the roles and, and those roles being taken on and done very well by those unknown actors. So, I, you know, I have faith in them to basically pick a good actor for that. Um, I had heard from some people that we may see Wolverine in this. Now, you know, initially we heard about Hugh Jackman coming back and people were saying, oh, he's been working out and doing all this stuff to get back into shape. Whether that happens, that's cool. I either we see that version or we see uh, the new version of Wolverine, whoever's going to play him in the future. I just want a clear bridge in this movie, or you know, something shown to let us know, like, hey, mutants are coming. If I see that, I think I think I'm I'm good. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been wondering, are we going to see Ultron again in this because of the Ultron bots and all that stuff, and then uh, what happened in What If with Ultron and everything? So. Wondering if we'll see Ultron again, not, not entirely sure, um, but that would be interesting to see if we see him again. Um, I had heard, uh, what's the guy who played Thanos, Jay? Um, yeah, Josh I heard Brolin. Josh Brolin, who's been talking a lot recently about how much he would love to come back and play Thanos again. So I don't know if we see Thanos again, like a quick brief, you know, showing of him or something to mention him in another multiverse or something like that. So it's possible we'll see Thanos again. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a whole bunch of characters, man. Um, I just want, if you're not going to give me a look in the X-Men from this, at least, like you said, give me a look in the Fantastic Four with at least showing me who Mr. Fantastic is. Um, that's something that I, we got to figure out. And I would love to see the, the variant or version of, uh, Black Panther, uh, as always, cause you know, that's just one of my favorite characters as well. So it'd be cool to see that. Um, I don't know, but th- this movie can go a lot of ways, honestly, Jay. Um, I don't think it's something that we've like we've really touched on in Marvel yet. Just like all the things that can happen, especially with them bringing in America Chavez's character, who basically can just interdimensional travel at will. So there's a lot of different places right. we can go with this. Um, obviously, we know Wanda's trying to get her kids back, so we're interested to see who the true villain of this movie is. If Wanda turns out to be helping or if she ends up becoming a villain towards the end so I, I don't know man it's just they have a chance to set this up and to give us this this could be like the launching point for the rest of phase four from 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 this movie so yeah man i'm just i'm interested to see all the characters that they show and obviously i would love to see blade 
maybe they do a uh a if they don't show us uh Mahershala, maybe they show us like a quick brief glimpse of uh Wesley Snipes as Blade, you know, show like a that version of the right. character. So I don't know. I it's at this point, it would take a lot for this movie to fail in my eyes. So there's just so many <laughs> things that they could do to to make this a success. Um yeah, so right. just looking forward to it, honestly. True. And you know, we I, this movie, this movie, just like uh, Spider-Man: No Way Home, where we had, um, uh, I guess we should touch on this. Um, but we had a lot of hopes on certain characters being involved because of the the, po- the points of the plot that had uh, points of the plot, the points of the plot that had to do with multi, the yeah. multiverse, and we wanted to see certain characters. So for the people that don't. That haven't seen Spider-Man, Spider-Man No Way Home, which is Spider-Man 3 with Tom Holland. Uh, the events of that movie just has uh, Spider-Man trying to undo the uh, the reveal of his identity due to uh, Mysterio from uh, Spider-Man Far From Home, basically Spider-Man 2. And he goes to Doctor Strange to help him basically uh, erase everyone's minds, essentially. Uh, in the course of performing the spell, uh, Spider-Man basically jinxes the spell and it creates this uh, this rebound effect where all or some of the characters from all the other Spider-Man universes come into the MCU world. So we get to see Green Goblin, Sandman, um, the Lizard, uh, a new version of Electro, Doc Ock, and we see, and we get to see these characters, these villains, uh, basically take on Spider-Man. And Spider-Man is now tasked with trying to return these these villains back to their uh, respective Spider-Man universes. Um, we also find out later in the movie that the spell also introduced uh, or revealed um, Tom Holland's other Spider-Man counterparts in Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man and Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. So now the movie becomes basically a multiversal. Uh, movie essentially and we had a lot of hopes and, and wishes for that movie to introduce some characters uh that would probably take place one being um some kind of mention of Kang mm-hmm. the conqueror uh we didn't talk about this but the tv show loki if you're trying to find if you're trying to really um if you're really trying to really understand what's going on in the current state of of Mar the MCU right now, and you haven't been watching uh, the DC films or the DC shows Marvel. on Disney Plus, uh, I think me and EJ, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah uh, the Marvel films. I'm sorry, not DC, but uh, the Marvel films on Disney Plus. I think EJ can agree that you want to start with WandaVision, like we spoke about before, and you also want to you also want to watch uh, uh, you also want to watch Loki. Um, the Loki TV series actually has to do its major plot um, is uh, revolves around the multiverse and basically kind of sets the tone for what the MCU is heading toward as we enter our new as we get eventually get to our new big bad um, after Thanos, which is Kane the Conqueror, played by the amazing Jonathan Majors, who I know is going to kill a role. Um, but Loki ends up getting involved in a a basically a, a plot where the mcu is really it's it's fate is going to basically revolve around 
time and the multiverse and and you know different dimensions and stuff like that and at the ending of loki we find out that uh, he possibly has unleashed a new horror uh, onto the mcu and we but we won't but we won't see kang until uh ant-man 3 quantum mania which will be coming out in its new uh release date i believe in february yep, 2023 um right which is great because i didn't think it made sense for us to wait all the way to july to see king to conquer that didn't make any sense to me but i guess they were probably trying to see how they i guess they wanted to give themselves time for doing doing the effects mm-hmm. of finishing the film but i'm glad that was moved up because that was like okay we got to wait this long to see king what was now, crazy I mean, is, but uh um, he'll be the main villain you know us us not hearing anything about king i, I kind of get us not hearing anything about king in spider-man but with a movie so much centered around the multiverse we would have to at least hear a mention of his name in Doctor Strange, right? I would I mean, hope I, so. I don't understand how you can do so. a whole movie about the multiverse and then there being Illuminati who is set up to basically counteract or to, to, to see what's going on with multiversal events and them not know about who Kang is. That doesn't make any sense. Exactly. And we don't have to necessarily see what? Kang. We don't have to see him, but some yeah. mention of him, especially when the Illuminati, this version of Illuminati, is, you know, surrounding it, their whole purpose is to protect the multiverse, yeah. essentially, in time. They had had, they, it has to be some point where Kang the Conqueror has right. been an issue before. Right. So, um, but yeah, so we, he, Kang the Conqueror is going to be a big, the new big bag, and he's going to definitely set the tone for the, phase four of the mcu um so like i said spider-man no way home definitely watch spider-man no way home definitely watch wandavision definitely watch um loki and because we want to see if you know new characters will be introduced or you know even mentions of doctor i mean uh, uh king the conqueror will be introduced in this film because it is just so much revolving around dimensions the nexus beings and all of this and we know from Ant-Man 2 that um, he was uh, Ant-Man was able to enter the quantum realm, which is a uh, a realm, a, a a sort of dimension that's like in I don't know how you say it or describe it, but it's like in a, in a micro universe. And he has access; he's able to access that as he gets smaller and smaller and smaller. And we find and we possibly find out that this is this quantum yeah. this quantum realm is possibly the answer to why we have all these dimensions and and why we can do all of this multiversal stuff and even in loki i think loki is in the quantum realm if i believe correctly right he when he embarks on the last part of that season where he meets the one above all who's basically king um in the quantum realm um so a lot of these a lot of this stuff is connected in the sense and I just hope that uh, we get some connection. Uh, that connection kind of stays true, and uh, we get some little Easter yep, eggs. I guess for sure. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting, man. Um, so. But King, for sure, like you said, at least needs to be mentioned in some some capacity. Um, whether it's like you said, them talking about a time where they had to face King in the past, or maybe they know that Kang who Kang is and they don't think he's as powerful as Kang thinks he is so like just some some kind of mention of him um if you show him briefly something like that it just 
we need to see that thread pulled more in this in, in this movie because we kind of got a little bit of taste of it last year um but it's now it's becoming time to you know flesh out that character more for sure right um as we're speaking um ej as we're speaking John Krasinski is actually trending on Twitter right now. Don't tell me anything. Don't right tell now. me. <laughs> uh, I'm glad you brought that up, though, Jay, because um, mm-hmm. as we as we record this, this is a Sunday right now while we're recording this. I don't know. Um, you guys will see this early next week, but I've been told by people that I know who do movie stuff too, Jay, and I've also seen online where people are saying, do not get the movie spoiled for you because people are already putting massive leaks online. Uh, so for those right. listening, like I said, today is Sunday. You'll probably see this early in the week. Um, but before the movie comes out on Thursday or whenever you see it towards the end of the week, do not get the movie spoiled. So I would say stay out of comments on anything comic book related um, on social media at all. That's just my warning to everybody. Right. Yep. So, uh, yep. I agree with him. Definitely, definitely uh, watch out for that, for sure. Because uh, we know it's gonna. We know at some point it's gonna get leaked. We know this. This is, this is probably the week where you're gonna see a lot of uh, criti- critics come out and put out their reviews. And you know, some people are gonna probably see the film um, ahead of the release date. Uh, EJ, how are you seeing um, this movie? Would you see? I will be seeing format? it in Prime, Dolby HD. Um on i'll be seeing it on saturday at three o'clock uh, i waited i didn't get tickets for the midnight release or like the the day of release on that thursday evening um and then i tried to get prime time tickets like around eight o'clock you know usually everyone's at the theater at night on friday but it was sold out where i usually go see it right. so the only one that was available was three o'clock on saturday and it's still sold out i got the last ticket like in the middle of the row so that one's still sold out so Hopefully it'll be a good crowd, man, because as you know, man, these crowds either make or break movies sometimes. Um, I remember going to see Star Wars. I, when I saw all the new ones recently, we had great crowds, and, the, and those made those movies even that much better than they were. So um, hopefully we just get I get right. a crowd that's energetic, man, because if you get those crowds who just sit there and they don't say anything during the movie, it's, it's, it's a long time, especially when you're the only one and you know when you start clapping or something and you're the only one in the theater making noise. So, yeah. Right, right. What about you? Where you yep, I think I'm definitely going to try to see it in Adobe if I can. If not, um, Last Resort <laughs> definitely be um, definitely be uh, IMAX. Uh, you know, I get free movie tickets, so I'm but because of that, I'm not able to um basically uh get a seat ahead of time that's the other key that's the only caveat so i definitely got to play it by ear so a lot of people don't really watch the movies in imax um and i think this would probably be a good film to actually watch in imax it would give me a good excuse to actually watch it in imax so sure. i'll try that for sure and um i'm definitely going to be catching the 1 a.m show for sure because i know a lot of people i can't do it man probably. i mean i i stay up late i do stay up late pretty much but those movies gonna be like two hours long and I yep, I can't do that. I'll I'll, I'll right. go see the next day. I'll go see the next day. <laughs> right. So, yeah. 
Yes, sir. I'm trying to think if there's anything else, man, that, that people need to pay attention to before they go see this. I know we already mentioned, obviously, Wanda and, and, and Doctor Strange. America Chavez is going to be the other big character because she'll be doing the helping them, you know, travel the multiverse. Um, yeah, I mean, story wise, right. I'm just as much in the dark as anybody else trying to figure out exactly what line they're going to go down or like what comic this pertains to. So, um, oh, I did have one question I was going to ask you. I, I don't know how familiar you are with the villain Nightmare from Doctor Strange. Um, some people are saying that mm. he could be one of the main villains pulling strings in this movie. What, what, how do you feel about or what do you think about him showing up in this? I don't think he's going to okay. be in the movie. Um, I personally, because I feel like we would have seen him eventually. I think this movie is going to really revolve around Wanda and uh, the the Dark Hold and stuff like that, and pretty much uh, the Shuma Gorath character, who's the octopus character. I think they're renaming him Gargantos because Shuma Gorath belongs to the Conan. Uh, IP, but um, I think it's going to be I think it's going to be simpler than we think it is. I mean, it, Nightmare would have to be a to me will have to be a, a, a big actor playing him, or unless they're going to make him like completely mm-hmm. CGI or something. Uh, but uh, yeah, I just feel like I feel like Marvel has been like on the on the fence on trying to introduce yeah. characters like that. So I would be very now look if that if he appears in a movie. If he appears in a movie, it's gonna blow me away. Maybe if if it's a big secret and they're they're hiding it really good, that's great. But it just seems like they're kind of you know wary on bringing in big characters like that. I mean, I but I will say in one of the trailers we did get to see um, uh, a little a quick frame of yep, the Living yep. Tribunal. Sure did. Um, and if you don't if you don't know who the Living Tribunal, I mean, the Living Tribunal is, he's a major character in the Marvel comics. He basically um, is like a god in a sense where he kind of balances all the realities in the multiverse. So uh, he's like the main like judge, jury, and executioner over which realities exist and stuff like that. So there was a, a quick shot of him. So I don't know if that was just like, Maybe they're doing a flashback and he's just in a in a in a distance, or is he actually going to have a a, a significant? I'm glad you brought him up because they do mention him in, in Eternals too at the very end. Um, so mm, yes, they you know, do. That's another way. Maybe that mm. movie could tie in at some point. Um, but yeah, the Living Tribunal is definitely something to keep an eye on because he's a major player in the comics, at least for sure. So. Um, yeah, that, that that would be cool. Right. I'm interested to see if yep. if, if Monica shows up in this too. Oh. I know it looks like right now her mom is 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 showing up, but I would be interested to see if Monica shows up in any capacity in this also, since she had the whole run in with Wanda and, and uh, in Westview. So that would be interesting also. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm excited, man. Excited for sure. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Well. I hope you guys pretty much um, enjoyed what we had to say about it. Um, I hope this gets you excited for the MCU, especially because we're entering, you know, post, uh, you know, well, post Avengers where we're kind of, you know, Marvel is kind of going like universal and real time reality and dimensional now. A lot of the issues that the characters are facing are more 
bigger than ever before. They're not like really held down to the earth yeah. level. So um, we're definitely going galactic for sure. Um, still up in Power Rangers. <laughs> but just letting y'all know <laughs> that this is definitely getting bigger. And if you're a fan and you want to try to you want to try to keep up, make sure you're watching the Disney shows because the Disney shows have been really good. Moon Knight has been really good too. I think Moon Knight at some point is um, definitely going to play some kind of, there's going to be some kind of reveal, I believe, in this last episode, EJ, because it's not a coincidence that um, uh, the last episode of Moon Knight is actually the premiere mm-hmm. of Doctor Strange yep. as well. Yeah. So, hopefully. Right. For sure. So for sure. And uh yeah, like I said, uh, wanna give a shout out to my you know, my friends and coworkers who actually inspired this episode. So Beth and Hannah, thank you guys for inspiring this episode. And we'll definitely be doing more because we got a couple more big movies coming out this year too with Thor and obviously Black Panther as well. So we'll be doing more of these type of episodes for reveals and just talking about what you need to do to get ready for whatever those movies that are coming out later on during the year. So yeah. But Thank you guys for tuning in. Thanks for listening as always. um, Tune in to the Shoe Program, EJ and Jay and the Shoe Program podcast. Um, And we'll catch y'all later. Peace. Feel free to follow us on all social media platforms. Catch us over on Spotify at the Shoe Program and any other DSPs that you prefer to listen to podcasts on. Also follow us over on Instagram at The Shoe Program. Follow us on Twitter at SHU underscore program. And also tap in with this man. Ask any questions. Feel free to follow, DM us, reach out. If you like anything, follow us on YouTube. Please let us know, man. We really, really appreciate you all listening. We appreciate you all's feedback and tapping in with us content-wise, man. We would love to get to know you and figure out who's listening to us and what you all would like to see and just for showing us consistent love week after week. Thank you all so much. Thank you.